Here we go. Rejecting the screen. Noah Kozlov out east, out west. Adam Stanko now officially father of four. His wife, Kate, giving birth to Skylar during the pandemic just a few days ago. We'll talk about horse also because it has nothing to do with the birth of a child. And that's where we're going to lead since... We always say we talk a lot of hoops and a little bit of life. Today, it's going to be a lot of life and a little bit of hoops. Pal, how's everyone doing? Uh, we're good. We're, we're managing. It uh, hit me for the first time last night. Like, wow, we're, we're in for it. This is going to be some ride here. I don't know why it took me this long. but uh, do I. It, yeah, the, the, the story is uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I can take you back to the beginning. We uh, go into the hospital. Thursday night, well, actually Wednesday night, Kate thought she was going in, was having contractions, thought we were going to go in then, but she decided to sort of wait it out and see how things would play out. Ended up figuring we, we could use the sleep, so tried to get some sleep Wednesday night. Thursday night, scheduled induction uh, about a week early just because figuring the hospitals want you in and out as quickly as possible, and who knows what the future holds also. So... We go in Thursday night and pretty much they thought almost at that time she was ready to go, but gave her some some uh, medicine to speed up the, the induction process. Pitocin, pit as they refer to it, you know, among the nurses, which you get to know pretty well. But the eerie part is you get to the hospital, our hospital in particular in, in Marin County, Marin General, you go through, they make you go through the emergency room now. It's a big hospital. And so, and there's no need to. You go through the emergency room, then you have to bounce around through a whole bunch of hallway to get to the elevator that takes you up to labor and labor and delivery. But the problem with that is there's another entrance that goes right to that elevator. But they wanted sort of control who's coming in and out of the hospital. So they closed off that second entrance. So it's weird though. You walk up, there's like a police security guard there. There are other people sort of outside doing screening but this is their version of screening hey you you guys have any stuff any symptoms or things no okay go go on in and we're wearing we're wearing these heavy masks that you get you know from the people that that are painters and stuff you know Mm -hmm. they're dealing with some stuff that's toxic at the hospital they have these lighter versions of the mask that you see you know on on the medical staff but what was wild was the entire time we were there no one took their mask off so that was weird too, that you're not dealing with people's faces and their reactions. And so they're talking to you. You're not seeing, you could sort of make out smiles and stuff, but you can't really tell. Um, so they let us through, we go through the, the emergency room exit. We go and, uh, waited out Thursday night. And then on uh, Friday morning, it's about 1045. They, they had gotten us over to, the actual delivery room and said, okay, they go, all right, I think it's time for you to, to start pushing. This was, they said to Kate. And of course I'm a jerk. And I, I say, you know, it's like six nurses, you know, five nurses, a doctor in the room, all this. I go, all right, babe, it's 1045. You get this baby out by 11. I'd feel pretty good about ourselves right now. So, <laughs> and it was funny to me, but like, of course, you know, no one else appreciates this. You got, got to pick she, your spots. Yeah. Her, our last child, Hudson had uh, she did she had missed her window for the epidural. I don't know if I ever told you that, but Ugh. so she was like basically in labor all night and she's going through contractions. And so the by time the nurse they were very busy on staff. By time they finally checked her, they were like, oh, "Okay, it's time." And 
I was like, I know she wants an epidural. They're like, too late for that now, kid. I'm like, okay, okay. So this time around, we were we were aware of that. Similar situation almost. But anyway, she's going through the contractions. So literally, they said, no joke, no. They go, all right, well, you can. So this is the other weird part. They they wouldn't shake your hand, which makes sense. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, usually when a doctor walks in the room, that's standard. They walk over, they introduce themselves, every single one. Sorry, I would shake your hand, but, you know, we're not allowed, we're not allowed. Which totally understandable but also it's then strange that this these people that can't shake your hand are also delivering a child like they can't be more they can't shake your hand but they can touch your baby but they've got but they've got gloves on yeah they got gloves on and all and so they said to me so it's like i said so it's 10 45 they're starting to put gloves on and everything they're like all right kate's ready ready for you to start pushing we're going to do one practice push so she does a practice push. She's at this point like feeling great. She's got the epidural. She's like, oh, I'm fine. Literally then I'm standing on the side of the bed. Doctor says to me, hey, do you want to catch the baby? Now, I don't know if you did this with Eden or if they offered this. And I'm like, oh. okay. And I'm thinking it's like a ceremonial move. You know, like like baby comes out. They sort of let me put my hands underneath and they right, hand right, right. the baby over, right? So I go, yeah, sure. So they give me gloves. I'm putting gloves on. Noah. No joke. And at this point, I know because I texted my daughters at at 1051 because they're worrying, what you know, thinking about what's going on. Yeah. So I'm now putting gloves on. So now it's like a minute later. They go, OK, well, if you're going to do this, you have to come to the edge end of the bed. And I go. What, now, like she literally did one one push, one practice push. So I go, OK, so I come over. They go, yeah, look, head's already out. What? I'm like. I'm like, what is going on right now? It's like, okay. So I come over. She literally, literally pushed one more time. Boom. Here come the shoulders. And they're what? like, go. And they go, go. I lean in. Like the doctor's sort of supporting her legs. But I lean in, like, pull the baby out. Like, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Incredible. Is that, that's allowed? I apparently that's catching the baby. I'm like, they didn't even ask on? you if you played intramural softball or anything. <laughs> no. Are you good with your hands? Did you ever win like, an egg toss? Yes. Seriously. Nothing? Seriously. I mean, oh, uh, I mean, if I was Zaza Pachulia, who knows what? So, okay. So, right so the baby comes out right into your hands. I mean, I know when I say comes out into my hands, I don't mean, the baby's out and I catch like, like the verb you would lead you to believe yeah. I'm pulling the baby out of my wife. Like the baby is halfway out. The shoulders would have you. Wait, I you're you're like baby. delivering the baby. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> listen, this may be normal for the rest. Yeah, I don't of understand. The so wait, were the they doctors said, telling you, want to you catch the baby? Wait, yes, so the doctors telling you what to do like the shoulders were already yeah they go just just start pulling they go grab here and start pulling her out and she was not out yet she was not out and i know that seems intense and graphic but anyone who's had a kid like that's weight that's that's not even close to like what's graphic or what have you which we don't even need to get into but literally i pull the baby (laughs) i pull the baby out and then hand her over to kate we had decided on the name about an maybe an hour prior we're sitting mm-hmm. there in the delivery room I'm like baby you got to push soon like i think we need to come to terms with the name here so skylar may is the name that we decided on we watched goodwill hunting a few weeks ago mm-hmm. 
You may remember Tyler's Skyler, great. one of my favorite movies yeah. from Goodwill Hunting. Mini Driver played played the part, mm-hmm. and then and then also kids were really pushing that. Avery and Bella really wanted that. Uh, Hudson insists that she be called Chewbacca, so he has called her Chewbacca uh, since she'd been born. He'll settle for Chewy, but he will not let you call her Skyler. And May is is short. My my mom's maiden name is Maisel, and uh, my wife's mother. Okay. Her my well my wife's grandmother, but her her mother's mother uh, was Margaret, and apparently May is a nickname for, for oh, Margaret. Nice. So so sort of combine the both M A E. So Skylar May Stanko, uh, born ten fifty five a m. So again, right. so, so, I texted so you my ten minutes, so I had five minutes, ten to minutes. Spare. No, ten I minutes. So ten forty five. They came in ten forty five. You said have it out at eleven. <laughs> Nobody laughed, and it was out at ten fifty five. Yes, and. And literally, I texted my kids at 10.51 and hadn't had gloves on or anything at that point. So, <laughs> And four, four minutes later, you had gloves on and a kid. And I'm an expert. And now I can deliver anyone's kid if you need me to. So, uh, No big deal. No big, but, deal. I deli- no big but, deal. I delivered my wife's baby. Delivered my kid. No big deal. Now, part two. Now, so part two of the story is my... My girls, so my girls are Avery and Bella. People who've listened to the podcast know, but Avery's 16, Bella's 13, and Hudson's three. Well, we can't have people come to the house and get help like you typically would if it wasn't a pandemic. Now, not the worst thing in the world, but obviously somewhat of an inconvenience. So we decide to let the girls watch Hudson while we're in the hospital. So Thursday night, as we're waiting on the baby, night one, if you will, they're there with Hudson very nervously awaiting what's happening with their mom. We go through night one. They're handling it okay. We're checking in on them, all that kind of stuff. They're good. They get them to sleep. Who knows what time they went to sleep or what foods they ate. I, I don't even want to think about how wild it got in the house. You know what I mean? But me at 16, I probably would have had a party at that point. But they're they're way more mature, as, as you know. So they survived. So we have the baby at 1055. And then, you know, the day there's sort of the afterglow, you're checking in with people, reaching out to friends like you and, and, you know, letting people know baby's okay, sending pictures, what have you. And then, you know, of course, exhaustion sets in, you hit a wall and you're trying to manage through the day. Well, then we decided two days was too much for them to, to be with, with Hudson and be nervous at home and dealing with all that kind of stuff. And it's not like they're just ordering food and all, you know, all the issues that have come along with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision that I would go back on Saturday night. So night that the baby was born, Kate and Skylar stay at the hospital. So I felt bad. We ordered food for the kids. We ordered food for uh, Kate and Hudson. And the th- I mean, Kate and uh, Skylar, the, the only thing was once I left, I was not allowed back into the hospital. Oh, they, they said a lot of, they said a lot of dads, like just in typical times, will will take advantage of this and they're bouncing back and forth and people, Man, you know, that, that doesn't matter. But certainly the bouncing back and forth, dads were really trying to do early on. And so they stopped that and said, once you leave, your, your spouse can come with you, which was a concern of ours. Again, something we've discussed on the pod. But once you leave, we're not allowing you back into, into the hospital. It's like so, being in an NBA game. There you go. There you go. So, so leave, once I left again. the arena, once I left right. the arena then, I, uh, I went, yeah. So I left at night about 830, went back. Finished up sort of dinner. Kids were having a late dinner. Hudson is running around like a madman. It was like Lord of the Flies when I walked in. House is just destroyed. Like stuff is everywhere. I'm irritable, exhausted. They're 
exhausted and still haven't gotten to see mom. So there's concern there and mm-hmm. there's that anxiousness. So, so then, yeah, we, um, we had that night together. And then the next day we were just sort of awaiting to get word of when we could go back to the hospital. And we went and just to add a little more drama to the situation, Avery, who has her permit, you know, she needs some driving lessons. So she drove Bella and Hudson and I to the hospital. We picked up, listen, we picked up some A&W root beer floats. We knew mom would want that. So we got her and they, they had this. So we picked her up in the parking lot. She came out in the parking lot and, uh, yeah, it was a so special did it. You, wrote, what you, you wrote you wrote up to the hospital and you had what like a like a Morse code honk honking of the horn, like so that <laughs> yeah, she could hear you and like eh, 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 that means it's us and it's like ah gotta go. Comes oh, that's all, that's our honking. Cell. Yeah, yeah. She uh, well, look, they didn't take away cell phones, so so luckily we were okay. still able to communicate. Um, it is 2020, and um, and yeah, and and of course you know look it's, wait, but it's, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to know. Who drove home first? I guess Adam's family could have used Postmates when he was away <laughs> and the baby's being born. The girls could have done it because it's pretty easy. You we can did use, Postmates use Postmates too. We oh. did. We did. And if you use the locked on code, locked on MBA, Postmates is giving our listeners a hundred bucks of free delivery. It's a free delivery credit for your first seven days. And to start your free deliveries, just download the Postmates app and use the code LOCKEDONMBA. So Adam's family did, in fact, use it. I've used it in the past in New York City when like, we've come in home from a vacation and you need stuff in the grocery store pretty quickly. Use Postmates and time it so that they deliver as you're getting home. Makes it really, really easy. So that's a code locked on MBA, $100 free delivery credit, no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, especially now, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right. So who drove home? If you let Avery drive and she's 16 years old to the hospital, there it's okay. It's Bella's in the car, Hudson's in the car, you're in the car, and you've got root beer floats. Now coming home, the cargo is a little bit more precious. Please tell me you drove home. Yeah, I drove home. I drove okay. home. So I'm glad. I'm glad you asked the question. Um, okay. Yeah, Kate. Kate was already nervous just in general, like she did while she was pregnant with Avery driving, and Avery's become a pretty good driver. You know for. 16 year old with her permit, you know, we're not getting too crazy here, but, but she's doing pretty well. And, uh, she, she actually, yeah, did not, did not take the wheel on the ride home. But, uh, if you, when we got there, it was a special moment because it's, here's the girls getting a chance to, in not the usual way, the girls and and Hudson getting a chance to meet their, their baby sister for the first time after knowing for a few days. And, and again, it, this was more normal. I remember when, when I was a kid, when you were kids, like, you know, your siblings born, you weren't going to the hospital as much as, as now, you know, kids, at least I remember being that way that we were sort of shielded from it. But, but now I think people are there quicker. They're on the first day, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, for no visitors, that, that was the weird part was like, no one came to the hospital. We're just sort of there alone. And like I said, everybody's in masks. So you're not even seeing smiling faces. People can't, you know, hug, like you get to know the nurses and they would hug you in a typical situation. But of course that's not happening too. Um, but pretty, pretty special. But then, 
Yeah, so we all got a chance. Hudson right away is three years old. You know, right away, ah, I didn't even know he knew ah, but you know, right away, ah, and he's he's loving up on his sister. Aww, the girls Chewy. were super excited. Aww, Chewy. Chewy, yep, that's exactly right, Chewy. And uh, and then in a perfect like moment of like things coming full circle, security guard at that secondary entrance I was referring to that had been shut down was open during the day. At this point, like hmm. for some. I guess, convenient situations. The security guard there is a guy by the name of Ray. The guy, the, he's not necessarily a security guard, but he's front front desk kind of. What's up, Ray? I, Ray and I got to know each other because there were some complications for Hudson's pregnancy three years ago. So he remembered <laughs> me from then. Ray came out to see Hudson, who is now three. Yep. Ray came out. He saw Hudson. I said, listen, I said, Ray, when this, when the, when the dust settles, we're, we're going to have a glass of wine on, on me, man. So we're gonna, um, we're gonna have yeah. Pete, Pete, Trish is going to serve us pizza, Ray. And uh, hey, I'll settles. take him. I'll take him to La Coco's. But but yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's really doing well. And obviously the normal adjustments. And then the other part that settles in that's weird is like now we're home and the family's all meeting her through through Zoom calls. Right. And it'll be that way for the next couple months. And I and I do want to say for as much as that has been sort of frustrating. And today it was weird. First doctor's appointment. We just got back from the, the pediatrician just a few days later. So we go today and like, I'm not allowed even in, of course, understandably, but the whole thing is like, even going to that, like there's nerves and there's tension and it's just weird. But I will say that like, we're very grateful. There's still a better situation. Obviously people are losing jobs left and right. People are struggling with different mm -hmm. things, friends of mine, people that I care about. Um, so this is a very small sacrifice that, you know what, people aren't going to meet the kid in person for the first couple of months. You know right. what? Skylar's not going to remember it. I can tell no, you. That. No, and all, and also it does. It also then, if you look at it another way, it allows you guys to be together as a family, and it it may not be as exhausting because oftentimes when you have everybody over all the time, which and it's beautiful, and if you have the family and friends to be able to do that, it is exhausting because then you also feel like you're entertaining these people, and the people are in the house, and then you don't want to tell them, "Hey, all right, it's time to leave." When Oftentimes, people who are visiting a baby over, overstay their welcome. So now it's an opportunity for you guys to just be together as a family and and start to figure out this new reality. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. And Kate's doing great. Like I said, she's a rock star. She's incredible. Well, I and, mean, uh, uh, let's let's be real here. Rock star. I mean, she pushed twice. Okay. Well, it's funny that because. Of course, the comedy routine didn't end with the let's get this baby out before 11 a.m. I also then, as soon as she did get Skylar out, I said, I said, babe, you, you've struggled more in the last couple of weeks going up big hills in our in our neighborhood than you did to just have a baby. Just <laughs> And she agreed, though. She was yeah. like, you're right. Like, this is, this is great. She she also said, like, with the epidural, I could have five more kids. I go, no, we're not Yikes. we're not doing that. We're uh Yikes. we are we are crushed in terms of the amount of space. But yeah, I think you bring up a good point. She's in she's in a great mood, she's doing great. I've been I'm blown away. And you know, the one thing is you see what women do, and it's not knowing you and I always say it. We're not we're not ever saying this puts things into perspective. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that. It's just remarkable sometimes realizing that women go about life just like we do. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, and they can also, you know, just create human life and also feed them. And it's, it's crazy. It's insane. It's, 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 it's crazy. I, I, remember, I remember saying when Eden was born, I've been fortunate enough to see 
athletes do some amazing things in person. And I don't use the word amazing very often. But I said that the most amazing Mm -hmm. thing I had seen an athlete do in person was the LeBron Game 6 2012 in Boston performance. Mm -hmm. And then I saw Marissa give birth to Eden. I was like, you know what? I've seen athletes and seen LeBron do the 45 and the elimination game. This is physically the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I I mean, pushing a pushing a child out. There's, there's nothing more physically amazing that you can witness. It's incredible. And knowing that like these contractions, which I've been hearing about obviously for, for months, because you're dealing with some Braxton Hicks and, and stuff that happens as the contractions are coming closer and closer to, to the delivery What's wild is weird. It's like she's describing this thing happening to her body. And I thought this was like, I always find this to be the most fascinating part, at least in terms of technology, that she's describing these contractions and what's happening inside her body. Just like any other person would say, oh, I have cramps or I have, you know, stomach ache or my head hurts or something. But then all of a sudden she's hooked up to a machine and nurses are coming in saying, yep, you just had a contraction. Oh, that was pretty strong. Like literally that there's a machine that's, that's describing what she's referring to as this pain that like I've been hearing about, you know, for, for a long stretch and just to see the amount of pain and, and everything that, that moms go through in order to bring life to this world. It's, it's, it's the ultimate sacrifice. And I just, uh, yeah, obviously commend all moms out there, but, but especially mine. So proud of her. Yeah. All right. Coming up yeah, next so. open gym. Why horse was doomed as soon as I saw it on the TV guide. So I know you missed it. And I missed mm-hmm. on purpose the final hour 45 of it. I watched uh, 15 uh, Wait, minutes. wait a minute. Uh, so, so first so, of all, you have to take me through. Because wait, wait, before you tell me anything, I'm just, let me just say this. I knew that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Knew that it was happening. Knew no details haven't it's been it's been the most removed i've been from a basketball experience so i'm so glad you brought this up because all i know was that there was going to be a horse competition that's it i don't know who was competing i don't know how long it was when you say final hour 45 exactly like, so that's okay. why that's so why i said through. take me through. Right, so that's why i said it was doomed from the moment i saw it on the tv guide so who's when in i saw this thing when i saw it on the tv guide and it said 7 to 9 p.m i said ho 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 hold up this is a two-hour <laughs> horse competition. I don't. I don't care who's in it. I don't care if it's no. LeBron, Jordan, Larry Bird. Two-hour horse competition. Forget it. Forget it. But it was Trey Young, Mike Conley. Competitors. There were eight of them. Was it Tamika Catchings? Zach Levine, Chauncey Billups, Paul Pierce. Does this pre-produced? So it was pre-produced, but it was all shot basically using like 5G. So you're, it was like we're using a Zoom conference or Uber conference like we do to record it. So it's kind of going in and out. You have Mark Jones in the middle and they're, then they're taking their shot. And then the other one is following. Like I was thinking, wait, if this was pre-produced, how is this still two hours? Right. (laughs) And then you've got Mike, you've got Mike Conley shooting inside in his own home gym. Everybody else is outside on driveways. Trey Young looked like he was shooting on a six-foot hoop. 
in his driveway in Norman, Oklahoma. So Mike Conley has. So it's real time. But it's yes, real it time, was, though. It was I, real I time between that. the two competitors. Yes. So and then the there's a bracket. Okay. Then there's a bracket. So I watched 15 minutes. I was like, this. It's as bad as I wow. thought it was going to be. Okay. And then I see afterwards something like, um, oh, they so and so and so and so advanced to the semifinals. And I'm thinking, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is going to be, it's going to be happening again. The whole competition wasn't just in that one fell swoop. Wait, wait, we're still going. I think so. Honestly, I didn't even take the time (laughs) to look to see what's next. You know, easy. This could have been over IG live or even produced quickly, but not horse worth the shot. But not worth oh, the shot yeah. for a two-hour television program, but certainly worth the shot. And the NBA has done some great things, especially on Instagram Live. And they've done some things with live Twitter broadcasts. Done a good job of continuing to get content out there and make sure that fans can see the players' faces. But two-hour horse competition. Oh, man. Goodness. Yikes. I, the, I, and they spent two hours measuring how, how high Trey Young to because that, that I'd watch maybe. Let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Hazmat suits, tape Kate, measure. Kate pushed for a less amount of time than it took Trey Young and Chauncey Billups to give each other a letter. <laughs> and that's not that, an exaggeration. Does that put it in perspective? <laughs> There's no hyperbole. That tells you everything you need to know. Uh, so I guess what? I don't want to watch either one. I already saw I already saw Kate give birth. I'm I'm done right. seeing that. I don't need to see a video. I don't need to see a replay. Nope. And I, I don't need to see the work that I did. You I were was there. fantastic too. Let's not forget me. No, I wasn't just there, Noah. I pulled the baby. I basically I basically I should be an honorary doctor at this point. You're you're basically an obstetrician. I'm basically an obstetrician. Yes. Basically. So call with any uh listen, I think I think people need to hit us up on Twitter at No Kozlo, C-O-S-L-O-V, at Nate Smith Lives. I think I, I think they should hit us up. And uh yeah, if you have any um gynecology questions, I'm here to answer them. I'm basically an obstetrician. I'm not I'm not touching. <laughs> I'm not touching. I, I found out recently that my mom listens mm. to the entire podcast. I'm not Oh, staying, okay. I'm, let's leave it. Staying, away, let's, staying away from that. Let's let's. By the way, before before we let you go, so uh, you know, before we hold on, before thing, you let me go, what do you mean? We're the co-host of this program. You mean let me oh, go? Yeah, good Where are we going? Good point. Where good am I going? Uh, a couple of things I want to say. Yeah. First of all, first of all, I'm thrilled because the response we've gotten from the Adam Morrison podcast as well, Sean Marion podcast. People have been writing stories about stuff that they've read. If you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts, they're going to, everyone's looking for content right now that's not about, hey, how's everyone getting ready for the season? How are mm-hmm. guys preparing for the draft? Oh, guess what? They're working out at home or someone opens up a gym for them. Like, we get that side of it. But if you want to hear stories about things that actually happen during games, guys telling you now about stuff that they've never told anyone, 
like some of our podcasts have that stuff in them if you listen to all the going iso episodes so yes i'm glad that people picked up on the drogba story that involves kobe bryant and adam morrison i think it was incredible but adam morris had a bunch of stories about getting high with flea um how difficult 2006 was for him when everyone thought that that season the magical season with jj reddick was you know was so wonderful for him it wasn't that way so i thought all that stuff was incredible sean marion stuff the matrix was incredible but go back and listen to all the other ones the stuff kevin willis reveals so many others kenny anderson Brendan Peter Haywood Vesey. with the Brendan Haywood joyous, was unbelievable joy, Julius Peppers playing AAU, and then they ended yes. up being teammates in North Carolina, but did not know that Julius Peppers was the best football player in the country, and they had to stop the van to go get a magazine at a gas station. You just don't get those stories elsewhere. Butch Beer talking about Adolph Rupp not being able to promise that he'd be able to keep him safe, and then the Tony yeah. Braxton stories when Butch Beer was an assistant coach. For, for the Dallas Mavericks, we've got Anthony Morrow on his first start, which turned out to be an all-world start. Matt Babcock, Earl Watson, Robert Sacre was on the end of the bench with the Lakers, and he's got Kobe stories. There are so many. So just go back into the feed, rejecting the screen, and just look at the going ISO editions, and you'll never know when these were recorded. Also, coming on Thursday... Allah Abdul Nabi, who had an outstanding career, went to the mm. Final Four three times with Duke, five years in the NBA with stories for days, including one about Reggie Lewis that will give you the chills. So look for that coming on Thursday. Adam already mentioned it. At Naismith lives on Twitter. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V, at rejecting underscore the underscore screen on Instagram. We actually made a post. We yeah. I, I, I yeah. made a post. That's Listen, a step in the right I'm direction. I'm proud of you. And the, the last thing I say, I said that there were two things. That one that you just hit on with all of our guests and stories that people yeah. want to hear. But also, I just want to know that you're safe because I know there's a – you mentioned there was a tornado <laughs> warning. Yeah, no big deal. And 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 you you said this to me, and I – you texted to me, and literally because of our banter back and forth through text – I'm thinking you meant something was happening that that Eden was having a, a very rare meltdown or that you're dealing with schoolwork oh, no. or something. And so Eden it wasn't until meltdown. I got a meme. Crazy. It was I know an Eden melt. Well, that's the point that that because that never happens. That, but my whole point to you is that is that it wasn't until I got a meme right before we started recording that I realized the tornado thing was real. Oh yeah. That I go oh yeah, there's, there's... this is actually happening in the Northeast. So so but you're safe. That's what I want. Yeah and and so. There's um, there's a lot of trees near the house where we are, and you know, some pretty big branches fell on the driveway. Good thing I moved the car into the garage, and it would have crushed the car. No would have been deal. good. Um, there's some pretty pretty big pine trees that, as Eden and I were sitting there eating, she's looking out the window, watching them sway back and forth, and I said, uh, I said, hey, if if I hear something and I say duck, that means you just you just get right underneath the table. And she she gave me a look and I kind of laughed and I said, "No, I'm 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 serious. If I say duck, get under the table." And she said, "You too?" I said, "Yeah, me too." She goes, "And don't worry about the food." I said, "No, no, no. You're you're the most important. We'll just we'll get under the table." And I said, I "And we'll leave kid. we'll leave after lunch." So I love that kid. 
That's what we did. So I do that other podcast, but I haven't done it in a while called The Follow-Up. And yes, I love Eden it. wants to restart The Follow-Up. It was just, you were on it. I suggest everybody go back and listen to The Follow-Up, the episode I did with Adam. She now wants to be the co-host of The Follow-Up. So we're gonna so we're gonna restart that after right after we record this actually we're gonna start it and we're gonna record an episode I don't know when it's gonna come out we're gonna talk the two of us she wants to talk about what's going on in the world with coronavirus and then we're gonna interview she wants to interview Marissa my wife her mom about why she was interested in working where she works so we're gonna do that and we're gonna see that is where. So cool. Yeah, where it goes. So it's some, something to do during the uh, during the the isolation period. She's incredible. She's yeah, incredible. We'll we'll tell, tell Eden I said hello and good luck with the with the restart of the follow up. I can't yeah, wait. To and hear- uh, good luck with your family. <laughs> Four kids in a pandemic. A little chewy. Good luck. Good luck. Goodbye. All right. All my love to the Stenko family. And you can listen to everything else going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. Bill Simmons is on the big board with Chad Ford. Those two go way back way back so i'm actually i'm looking forward to hearing just the two of them talk about old drafts could be fun also locked on nba and we thank david Locke for putting our rejecting the screen podcast with sean marion up on friday and that was on the locked on nba feed so if you haven't listened listen there listen on the rejecting the screen feed also hollinger and duncan i was listening to the who would be hall of famers episode today on my way to the supermarket and also Locked On Fantasy Hoops, and then your team every day, all 30, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Adam, father of four, thanks, pal. You are the best, and obviously, so is Kate, Avery, Bella, Hudson, and Scott.